Welcome to episode four of the People Experience podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the four day week. I would love to say that the synergy was planned, but unfortunately, I'm just not that smart. Before we dive into today's conversation and I introduce our guest, a little bit of a people experience history lesson on why we work the way we do. So the idea of the two day weekend first came into play in the 19th century. Sundays were a holy day and nobody was expected to work. But kind of like today, people just ended up using that day to live it up and get really drunk and consequently found turning up on Monday pretty difficult. With much lobbying from various groups and trade unions, one day eventually became one and a half, so Saturday afternoon and all of Sunday. The full two days as we know it now was actually introduced in the 1930s and it was immediately found to increase productivity and reduce absenteeism. Which brings us to today, where we largely still operate under the same model. But is it really still for the best? Someone who probably doesn't think so is Charmaine Clavier St. John, head of people at Hutch Games, a leading games development studio currently taking part in the global pilot of the four day work week. Hi, Charmaine. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Oh, no problem. Really glad to be here. So I think first up, just kind of for for our listeners, I'd love it if you could explain a little bit about Hutch, what you guys do and, and what you do there. Sure. I am the head of people at Hutch and I've been there for 18 months now. We are based in Shoreditch in East London and we make free-to-play mobile phone games, racing car games for mobile phones. We have approximately 140 people, um, mainly based in the London office, but we have eight members of staff in Canada and also eight in Dundee and Scotland. Amazing. So, I mean, getting into it with the four-day week it's not a new thing, this conversation. And I think, you know, lots of people listening to the podcast will have seen news around it being trialed in various countries and various businesses trialing it out. Most, it should be said, with pretty positive results. Um, Obviously, you guys are are taking part in in the global trial now. What was the point for you guys where you actually thought, we need to give this a go? It was really post-pandemic or coming out of um, the pandemic, really. So it was in October last year that we, we started thinking about it. And our CEO announced it at a leadership meeting. Uh, we were thinking originally that we'd be coming back and returning to the office in the January. It eventually got pushed back a little bit later, but that was the plan. And we were hearing, I mean, if you cast your mind back then, there was a lot of talk about the Great Resignation and what the world of work really meant to people and refocusing on what, what was important. Um, like many companies, we're really, you know, we put a high value on the on the on well-being and Pre-pandemic, we'd always been had a hybrid way of working. So we'd always worked um, three days in the office and two days from home. We were coming back two days in, um, three days working from home. So moved that a little bit further, but um, wanted to really make sure that we were in a place that our people felt, you know, was, was the best place to be working, that thought about their well-being, and that really reconsidered what the world of work looked like. Yeah, and I, I know that you guys initially, I think we, we chatted about this a little bit, um, you guys initially were going to kind of go 
the journey solo, but then decided to take part as part of this global trial. What was the decision behind, you know, shifting in that way? Yeah, so when we first started thinking about this, we hadn't even heard about this global trial or the um, the, the, the national the UK trial. Um, and we were going to, as you say, go, go solo. So when Sean, our CEO, announced it's a leadership team in October, we were thinking about launching in the January and just trying for a couple of months. As you say, there'd been so much research out there that said it was worth a, worth a go. Um, I, having looked, started looking into it, felt that that was too soon. Um, and having talked with the leadership members and also with Sean again, we thought, actually, let's just take our time and speak to some different companies that have gone before us and get their thoughts and their insights. So that's what we did. We took a step back. Um, and I spoke, I had chats with, you know, not lots of companies um, across the world, some in New Zealand, Paris, um, up and down the UK. And it was within that process, I stumbled across the four day work week global organisation. And what appealed to us um, was a number of things, really. Firstly, the credibility of having, you know, recognised establishments mm. like Boston College and Oxford and Cambridge universities that would help with the research. Um, but also things like the community. See, we knew that, I mean, originally they were hoping that 30 companies would sign up. There's now 70, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but that support of that kind of community and you're sharing challenges together and, you know, having that was helpful. Also things like um, there was training workshops from, again, from companies that have gone before you and lots of support. So that was really appealing to us when we were, you know, starting out, didn't know where to, where to begin, really. You launched six weeks ago now. What was the preparation process like to get to that launch point? Um, quite a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, some companies I'd spoken to just did it. You know, they announced it on the Friday and went with it on, and, you know, kind of um, didn't, wasn't so cautious. I think the reason why we did quite a lot of prep is that we were bigger than a lot of the companies, specifically, or, or particularly gaming companies that have gone before us. Some of them were like 20, 20 people or so. So we, first of all, obviously post mentioning it and, and landing it with the leadership team, and there was some caution with, with those uh, members of staff initially. We then held a really kind of top secret conversation with all of the line managers and got their buy-in. And again, some weren't too sure. It was like, great, this would be amazing, but can we really make it work? Mm. You know, they had some concerns that we we discussed with them, um, and then we decided to give it a go. And once we did, there were some things that we did in the background. So pre-launch, I mean, we, as I said, the conversations were happening pre-Christmas last year. We didn't announce it to staff until early February. And in that time, we did things like making sure that everyone updated the staff survey because we wanted to get a realistic baseline of how they were feeling for well-being and that right. kind of thing mm. pre them knowing it was coming because that might influence how positively perhaps they they answered the survey so with things like that um, making sure that our sickness data was accurate on the hr system so you know we could we could monitor that as we go through um, we announced to all staff um, at a company meeting virtually and that moment was pretty something, you know, seeing everyone's jaws literally dropping before your eyes was amazing, <laughs> you know, the chat live with, you're amazing, it's the best company to work for. Um, but um, then really reinforcing so that we originally landed it and then really not sure how we were going to answer a lot of the things ourselves. How do we measure productivity? How, do we, how are we going to structure this trial? 
Um, so we had lots of questions to answer, and of course, lots of our people had questions too. So we said to them, look, you know, here's an anonymous staff survey. Just come back to whatever questions you have. And I think we had over 150 questions or something to answer. And we answered every single one of them and then held smaller, more intimate one-to-one groups with the team leads and their teams so we can answer any questions. Um, We learned a lot. We originally thought that everyone would be, you know, absolutely gobsmacked and really happy. But there were a few, there was a minority of people, three or four, that weren't sure. And we hadn't anticipated that. So that's something that we needed to work through. You know, some of the comments were that, you know, they would struggle with mental health. They really appreciated working on the Friday and that social interaction. And that is to say it's something that we hadn't anticipated and we Mm. had to think about what that would mean. Would that mean that we would have to keep the office running on a, you know, on a Friday or help them in some way, set up a support group or volunteering for them all to be a part of or, or something like that. In the end, we decided not to make the trial mandatory. So you had the chance to opt in. And if you wanted to work five days a week, you totally could. Um, luckily, though, we found that 100% of staff signed up by the time we got to, to starting in June. Um, but there were lots of things that, that we did. I think one of the The key things was setting up a task force, Mm. which has been fundamental for me in my role, um, because across 140 people and getting representations from different teams and the feedback and the challenges and the concerns, I wouldn't, you know, for myself and my team, the three of us in in the people team, it would have just been quite difficult. So we established a task force with reps from every single team, different levels. Not everyone was, you know, was a was uh, for it as well so we you know we made sure that we had some some different opinions um and they've been really helpful in things like you know establishing what measures are right per team because of course they're all different um feedback successes wins investigating productivity tools and all of that type of thing which has been really really useful for us yeah i'm kind of in that initial phase that you spoke of when you were talking to um maybe like line managers or kind of senior leadership team without obviously being specific at all but but what were some of those maybe reservations that people have had i think the natural ones the obvious ones can it really work you know no matter how many research reports you read and you know it's like it would be there's no question it would be an amazing thing to do but can it work is it the right time for our business you know um what if stress levels go up you know, we, we we talk about, we talk a big game about really, you know, caring about our well-being. And we, you know, we, we've always been really vocal about that at Hutch. And we do lots of initiatives and lots of programs to support good well-being. But what if it has the negative effect? Um, but where we got to in the end was that we would give it a try. Um, and as I said, we, it wasn't mandatory. We produced an opt-in letter, so everyone signed up for the for the six months, and you know. But also, there was clarity around what's expected. So at any point, um, you know, at any point, if the trial's not working, if we find that I don't know, stress levels have gone up significantly, or productivity's dropped, or we're not meeting our targets as a business, it could be pulled back, or the trial could be stopped. So that was quite clear. And in fact, I'd say if there's some, you know, there's people out there that are thinking about going into this, the announcement to staff has to be clear, you know. So we talk about something called the 180-100 model, and that is 
we still expect 100% of productivity and 80% of the time and you'll receive 100% of the pay. Mm. But that means that we all have to work in this together to make it work, you know. And, mm. and that was something that we had to reiterate. So when we first announced it, we had, there, was, there were a couple of rumours that people were thinking you were going to get less work, you know, it was less time, less work. Mm-hmm. And so Sean had to do, you know, to repeat that a few times, you know, this is what's expected. So it was really clear um, what what was expected from the business. And as I say, the opt-in really helped with that because it also gave some reassurance, if I'm honest, to the leadership team or to some members that weren't sure um, that there was a, I suppose um, a security blanket if we ever needed to pull it back rather than going in straight in and changing everyone's contracts and mm. you know there was a these are the things that everyone's signing up to you know it's the six month trial these are the expectations productivity needs to remain at 100% mm. you know we will um, you will take part in the surveys and you will fill them out yeah. <laughs> and you know you know that holiday will be prorated for the six month um, element and everyone as I say everyone um, signed up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are we are at a point now where we're six weeks in, and we just we did just do um, a really quick dip check in, um, five questions on a survey to see how people are doing, and it's been you know really pleasing to see the results. Mm-hmm. We have seventy seventy percent of people saying that they're managing the workload. There is some um, element of you know people feeling the stress levels have gone up. I think yeah. around thirty percent of people have said. Um, that they're doing extra time up to two hours a week but the final question was do you think we should continue with the trial or pull it back and 100% of people said I want to carry wow. on going wow. um, yeah so so we're trying to make sure that we continually you know monitor as we go through um, and having spoken to other companies in the beginning we knew that we were you know advised that stress levels probably will go up so to expect that, but over the course of the trial, you'll learn things and you'll adjust as you go so that you hopefully get to the end of the trial having worked all of that out. Yeah, so in conversations that I've been having with people, something that has come up is kind of that stress management piece and making sure that turning five days into four isn't just you know really stressing people out. I know that you've previously mentioned that you had implemented a quiet hour where people are able to get on with things without anyone emailing or messaging each other. Are there any other kind of techniques or strategies that you have implemented to help people um, through the transition? The, um, the task force came in because we couldn't think of everything mm-hmm. and, and people work differently. You know, um, there are some companies out there that have organised, you know, like, I don't know, no meeting afternoons on a on a particular day of the week. Now we haven't got to that stage yet, and what we're finding is that different teams are doing things differently. Different people are doing what works for them. But some of the we're calling them productivity hacks. But some of the things that people have come up with and that's working really well for them are things like the number one thing, of course, is meetings. So we did a, we carried out a meeting audit across the entire company, and every team had to fill out. We created a template which was you know, what what regular meetings do you have um what's the length of time what's the purpose who attends and you know what can be changed mm-hmm. and some meetings had to stay the same but there's rarely i think there's rarely any weekly meetings now most have gone bi-weekly 
Um, a hell of a lot have gone to 30 minutes rather than an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, we really think about who needs to attend. Can it be prorated with you know, another colleague that you update them? Agendas, we restrict on your agendas being shared and stuck to. Um, so that was one of the key things. Um, also different things like the Pomodoro technique is something that I've been using personally and that's come out of um, this, the research. And that is a tool that there's plenty of them. We've got one on our, on our staff intranet. But it it kind of, it's almost like a, a timer. Mm-hmm. So it's not groundbreaking, but it really helps if you need to just get your head down and focus. Um, and the one I use, I mean, I think most of them are set for 25 minutes because I think that's the peak time that you, you, are, you are set to focus. You set to 25 minutes and you, it then gives you a five minute break and you can break up your day into those chunks. So you just focus on one thing or one particular task. Um, with mine, I send a tech te- um, to set it to 35 or 40 minutes because that's what the kind of time that I work with. But people can do you know, what works for them. So there's a number of people across the company doing that. We've also got um, other people doing things like um, setting a number of meetings in their diary per day. So um, one of my colleagues, he doesn't ever have more than four or five hours of meetings in his day. So he leaves a chunk of time when he can action the things that come out of the meetings. And if his diary goes over that, he'll move a meeting into the following day or the following week. Um, I've got other teams that have, um, one of our engineers has um, developed a calendar tool so that you can actively really track how many hours of meetings you've got in your diary. Mm-hmm. There are tools out there, I think, that sometimes gives you that, but it doesn't take into account if you blocked out time for a meeting with just yourself, just to focus. So he's got a nifty way around that, which is um, to, if it's a meeting just with yourself, it will discount that. Or if you put in holiday, it will discount that. Um, we're also doing things like um, setting up a quiet zone. We work in an open plan office, as lots of people do. And we have noticed that, you know, when we first went into the trial, I would do it myself, was if you needed a bit of quiet time, you would block, block, block out a meeting room. But that's not really efficient if there's one person in a room that seats, you know, six or seven people. So we talked about whether or not we can have some way of having, you know, somewhere where you can just get your head down and do some quiet time. And actually, we've got a bar area on our top floor, which is often not used because it's a bar, but it's got some nice casual seating and bar stools and stuff. So we've said, right, during the day, um, that is now the quiet zones, a bit like you would have a quiet carriage on a train. So if you need to go up there, it's not for meetings, but if you need to go up there and just, you know, tap away, get on with something, um, things like that. Other people have come up with ideas like, um, so we're currently just buying some, um, something that you can put in your pencil pot to say, look, I just need to get my head down for an hour, a, a little flag or a red flag or oh, something. That's cute. I like that. Yeah, I so <laughs> because you know we don't want to discourage the um, you know the the ch- the chat at your desk, which is also really all really so important to still have. But working in an open pan office, and when you want to talk about Love Island or whatever it is, <laughs> you might just need to signal, I just need this this hour. Just just if you can just give me that, and then take that that flag out of your pencil pot. So there's loads of things that are coming out. Um, you know, some people have said to us that they are just being really honest, and they've just said, you know what, I've just been checking my phone less. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, through the anonymous survey, when I'm at home, I just check it less, and I put it to one side near the front door, and I don't look at it again. So I think what's happening is, you know, even where people have been feeling the pinch and they've been working a little bit extra, they want this to work. You know, they will do whatever works for them. I think the next stages for us will be looking at what we can perhaps do more company-wide. So maybe it won't be, um, 
you know, a no meeting day, but perhaps it could be a no meeting afternoon or for a few hours, I don't know, on a Wednesday. So we're kind of at that stage now where we're reviewing what's working. We're sharing, we need to share with what one, pe- one person's doing um, for, that could be useful for another team. So we're about to do that and send something out to staff um, this week. It sounds like you're, I mean, that there's so many kind of adjustments that hopefully are going to be really positive, yeah. you know, regardless of it being within the trial. Um, I guess I'm really curious about what kind of your key success metrics are and are going to be and how you decided on those. Yeah, and that's a really, that's a killer question, right? (laughs) Um, You know, and we were sat there scratching our heads, well, are we going to measure this? You know, it needs to be credible. It needs to be, you know, Mm -hmm. of course it needs to. And of course there's things like revenue and well-being and that kind of data will be tracked by Boston College and they've got quite extensive surveys, but we also need to do it um, ourselves. And so we we did think about this right at the start and weren't sure, really, if I'm honest. And as a leadership team, we thought, you know, how does it work? Every team is different, every role is different. So again, what we decided to do was to um, put some, you know, some some empowerment on the, on the teams really. So via the reps, we asked them to all go away and speak to their teams and to come back with what felt reasonable and what felt achievable in terms of tracking. Mm. So it, it varies by teams. Um, for us, a key thing is um, we is sprint velocity, velocity um, in terms of game teams. Of course, things like wellbeing as I said, will be tracked in burnout anyway average response time to players in the um, customer support teams, um, sickness data, um, for some it'll be number of tasks completed for the art teams. Um, so it really does vary by teams mm-hmm. um, and that feels right for everyone. So we're just at the stage where we're, we're collating that now. Um, and as I say, things like wellbeing, burnout and that kind of thing will be, will be tracked as well as part of the larger surveys. Um, something that I will say is that we, as I said right at the start, we have noticed that there's been a bit of a spike in, you know, some elements of people feeling the pinch. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I say, you know, we were expecting that and that's that's fine. You know, people still want to continue with the trial. One company that I'd spoken to right at the start, which was really helpful, um, they were a company based in Paris, similar size to us. And she had said that the head of people had said to me at the end of the trial, they found that you know, most people admitted that on their day off, they did do around 90 minutes of extra work. Mm-hmm. But actually, they would rather that, they would rather, you know, have that and do that um, and still have a day off than work five days a week. Yeah. And it might be that we end up in that case, a situation, I don't know. So um, I think the key thing for us and that we made really clear at the start to everyone and in that opt-in form, was that we're not going to get it right right at the start and we have to adjust. You know, we're going to need to tweak things, we're going to need to be prepared to implement new things if something's not working the way it would hope, we'd hoped or, you know, do things differently. But we've got six months to kind of try and refine it as we go. Yeah, so it's about having that kind of like adjustment and I guess also kind of um, open mindset yeah. and, and, and I guess twinned with the fact that you have actual buy-in from people and this is something that they did opt into that should hopefully send you a good several you know I'm wishing you (laughs) you the best luck um it's very early days and, and you've obviously mentioned some of them but are there any kind of like 
distinct changes or outcomes that have surprised you at this point? Um, I think definitely right at the start, assuming that everybody would want to do it and not anticipating that some people might not. So that was something that, uh, you know, we had to consider. Um, I think other things were things like the amount of preparation. As I said, not all companies did the amount of prep that we did, but um, it is something to just get your ducks in a row about if you're thinking about something like this so that before you announce it, what are the things you need to, to be thinking about? For yeah. example, the staff survey, getting the, making sure that the data was, um, was in force. Um, I think also things like um, how you deal with the attention so depending on you know whether or not you go into this quite soon, or if you are thinking about it later down the line, at the moment there's a lot of there's a lot of interest with mm. this, and when you embark for us, we found that when you go into something like this, it's not something you just want to keep to yourself and you want to do for competitor advantage, right? Because you know I don't want to sound cheesy here, but you you know you know it could be for the greater good. And for example, I'm four days a week. My husband's not. My sister's not. You know, my friends aren't, and you want the world. You know, you yeah. want the world to change. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of interest, and in doing things like this. You know, we've had requests from people studying, doing their masters. You know, Sean and I are speaking to someone um, in the next couple of weeks. We've had lots of press attention. You know, a huge amount of companies asking us, emailing. You know, and you want to you want to help everyone. Yeah. But whilst you're adjusting to four days yourself, it's a lot. So I would say, just think about that. What is your strategy for dealing with the attention? You know, are there a few people in the company that will that you'll have ready that are comfortable doing this type of thing? Um, and it, perhaps not even everyone that's you know totally for it. You know, so we've had some um, some journalists saying that we want to speak to the CEO and yourself, and but we also want to speak to some junior members of staff or perhaps members of staff that weren't quite sure at the start. Mm. So think about who those people will be, and you know, so you've got a little army that will help because it, yeah, it's something that surprised, it's a pleasant surprise, but it's something that, you know, that does take up some time. Um, I think also things like um, just making sure that you've got line manager buy-in because they are a good sense of, you know, the kinds of things that you might want to know straight off. Um, I think, you know, things like how you would deal with things like contractors that do have to work on the fifth day, perhaps, and how you, what the messaging will be to them, how you look after them so that they don't feel, you know, lonely ones sat working and that you're checking in with them and the line managers have those chats with them. So there's a lot of things that I would say are important. I think the helpful, the really helpful things for us were the opt-in letters, mm. getting everyone to understand that. Um, you know, the reassurance, so the, the, the reiteration around what's expected in the 100, 80, 100 for us, whatever way you frame it, it doesn't have to be like that. Um, I think also things like holidays and benefits, you know, people will ask about that. And for us, we decided to, and we thought about whether or not we'd keep holiday the same. But in the end, we decided that we would prorate it just for the six-month period. And one of the reasons for that is that, you know, we had a couple of line managers saying, well, if we're going to having every Friday off and then we're also keeping holiday the same, that's a significant amount of time that we, it might impact the trial results if, you know, you've got teams that are under-resourced because lots of people are off. So we decided to prorate it. But <laughs> there was a bit of a communication um, element that I had to do because, even though you're not technically losing holiday, prorating can, for some, take a bit of getting your head around. Yeah. So I had a bit of a 
um, of work to do around, you know, talking to, to, to our staff and saying, look, you know, even though it is prorated, you know, it's the equivalent, it's exactly the same, you know, going down, for, for example, from 23 days, depending on what your length of service is and, what, and your allocation was going from 23 to 21, um, mm. is still a huge benefit because you are going to get 28 Fridays in the six-month trial at full pay. That's the equivalent of five and a half weeks for the difference of having your pay, um, not your pay, sorry, your allowance adjusted by just two days. Yeah. You know, so it's about yeah. <laughs> positioning it in the right way. But it was it was a bit of a, it was something, again, that I hadn't thought about yeah. at the start. No, in in some of the conversations that I've had with people, another thing that they've kind of brought up, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it, are the idea of kind of like coverage. I mean, maybe I'm a bit skewed because we're in a, uh, yes. a client service yes. business. Yeah. I know you guys are, are different in that regard, but was there ever a conversation about maybe having certain teams sure. working Monday, Thursday, and some Tuesday, Friday? Yeah, I think that's a really good. That's a really good point. And actually, even though we, that's less of an issue for us. Many many companies in the trial, and those are companies that have gone before us are client facing roles. You know, mm. Atom Bank is a bank. You know, um, there are you know marketing and advertising agencies in the UK right now that are part of the trial, and people are doing it differently. We also have a customer support team, player support team that need coverage. You know, you don't stop playing games on a Friday. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the way that there is different companies are doing it differently, of course, but is things like you know you make sure you've got that coverage. So I know that other businesses are. Some people will have a Monday off, some people will have the Friday off, and then you rotate that, you do that for two months, and then it might be the people that have Monday off swap after two months and have a Friday so that you have equal chance of having a Friday or a Monday off. Yeah. Some companies are just having a Wednesday off. Um, I think there's a chip shop involved, and they again, they're doing it slightly differently, so it doesn't have to be one day yeah. to make sure you get that coverage. There could be a bit of a rotor system in place. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously I'm aware that there's going to be, well, people listening, I don't know, heads of people, CEOs who are really keen to see if this is something that they could potentially achieve at their company, what would be kind of like your top advice for those people? Um, I would say, you know, I was there really nervous thinking, oh my God, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, right at the start, hadn't had a clue. And I think the more research I did, the more people I'd spoken to, it gave me reassurance because all the evidence, as you say, the more reports you read, the more companies you speak to, you think, actually, there's, there's actually more companies out there than you think that are doing this. And they all say the same thing, which is just give it a go. Don't overthink it. You will learn so much from the trial that you're not going to, you know, got nothing to lose. And I'd say that, you know, if you're not sure about it, start small you know we've decided to sign up to the six month national trial the uk trial but you don't have to do it for six months you know um you could do it for two or three months you could start with one team and pilot or a couple of teams in the business and see how that goes lots of companies have summer fridays so perhaps you could trial this take it a step further and have summer half days um one of the companies i'd spoken to did it in phases so he did um I think they did, you know, two or three months, uh, you know, half days on a Friday and then saw how that worked and then progressed to having a full day off. You could think about timing of year. You know, we originally thought perhaps we would just do it 
when we originally thought about going solo, we thought about perhaps we'd do it in January, February, they're really miserable months of the year, you know, post-December, everyone's skin, you know, perhaps you could do it at a certain point in the year or again, just the summer. So there are different options, I'd say, you know, you don't have to go all in. Um, So there's different ways to, to approach it. But, you know, at the very least, I mean, you know, I've been on, you know, leadership courses and podcasts and read so many books and, you know, in our types of creative industries you know there's a lot of talk about being brave in business and testing and learning and I'd say as you know as those people said to me give it a go and I think at the very very worst case if it didn't work you have options you can extend the trial you could perhaps say you know what four days every week didn't work for us but we're going to do four days every other Friday or you know half day on a Friday or um, it might be the case that, you know, it really didn't work, but you've learned all these amazing efficiency hacks that you could have been doing that apply to five-day week or four-day week or whatever yeah. at the end of it anyway. So, so you're going to be yeah. better regardless is what, <laughs> yeah. is what people need to take away from this. Yeah, that's what I would say. Well, Charmaine, it was such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And obviously, I'm wishing you the most luck in the trial. Thank you so much. And, you know, I'm conscious that there's lots of people that want to hear how it goes. You know, we're keen to share the the successes, hopefully, and the challenges. So we'll, we'll find a way um, of, I don't know, writing a report or a white paper or something to share with everyone um, and to see to see how it goes and to you know spread what the learnings really yeah I think that's a fantastic idea and I will definitely read it <laughs> fantastic thank you thank you so much